0: Welcome to Oregon Rooted, I'm Higher Peaks,
1: and this is Lady Sativa,
0: you're listening to The Dirt Show,
1: where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture.
0: Dirt Show. This is Higher Peaks.
1: And this is Lady Sativa.
0: And this is episode five. Uh, finally made it to five. Actually six, but this is officially five. And uh, I think this is a kind of a special episode because this is the first episode that we get to give away some goodies. Yeah, Peacemaker Gear. Uh, We had a contest on Facebook and we had a contest on Instagram and a contest on our email for our show. So you had three chances or three ways to win, and uh, but that gave us a, a good chance to give back to the community that we're starting to build, and that's what we want to do. Is one thing we want to do anyway is is find good products that come out of Oregon and test them out, and then share them with the people that we that we have here. So uh, also, um, we want to say that we did try our Peacemaker gears in more situations this week. Uh, we went to Immigrant Lake, which people from around Southern Oregon probably know where we're talking about, but it's just a, it's a, well, I guess not a small lake, but it's a medium sized lake uh, just outside of Ashland. Yep. And it's really nice. Yeah. There's I enjoy good people it. there. And it's, it's
1: starting to get to the point that it's getting pretty low, though. So once it gets to that point, it starts to get a little muddy, but there's always the water slides.
0: Yeah. I was surprised that it had dropped so much in just a week or two
1: um i think it was about two weeks wasn't it because yeah yep
0: so and they did have you know they do have a water slide there and it's it's a nice slide so that's a good option and we didn't do it we liked the lake and yeah we tried out here's the deal with the peacemakers one thing i did notice this is part of i guess a review is that the kazili which is the larger piece i found that that bowl is quite large so uh, yeah yeah so you can actually that's a good piece if you really want to share with more than even two people like three or four or a group of people uh or just
1: put it away and you know start half one day and you know if you're not yeah, a all the time well, frequent smoker you take a couple hits here and there
0: sure well and that's the thing you could literally because of that cup that cap and i like the cap the absolutely. cap's a great feature that's one thing i've liked most about it but The big one, you know, if you do fill it up, that's a whole day bowl probably for one person, which is cool too. Uh, But the Karma, the nice thing about that one is it's a good pocket size and the bowl is small enough to where it smokes better, I think, if it's just for one person Mm -hmm. or just two. So there's, you know, there's my thing, you know. So I actually, we used the Karma's up there and we liked them. We took a picture and sent, you know, put it on our Instagram.
1: With some was, monarch caterpillars.
0: Yeah, do you want to tell him about that? You about the, or do you want me to tell him?
1: Well, either way, we both can. Mm-hmm. When we were both younger, we both to we both actually went up and down. Um, I'm sure if you lived in the valley for a long time, went up and down the um, roads. I think more towards Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. and I always used to find monarch butterfly caterpillars. Sure, I did I'm too. I'm not exactly sure. What are they called as as the caterpillars? Just I don't know. Uh, caterpillars. Me, me neither. They're caterpillars. <laughs> well, we ended up uh, finding two of them after our session, and um, we brought them home, and we named them caterpillar. and pillar. Yeah, they were
0: big, fat caterpillars, and it's cool to find them because, you know, I've looked for them, for them purposely because, you know, kids and... I haven't been able to find him, at least, you know, in the valley here mm-hmm. locally. It's been a long time yeah. since I've been able to spot him. It's hard so. to even
1: find milkweed sometimes anymore.
0: Exactly. So, you know, the um
1: and you gotta know what you're looking
0: for. Sure. And so we did find that was cool when we found him. And so we brought him home and, and it was quite uh, they entertaining actually. Yeah, the kids love him.
1: Well, no, with you because one decided to jump ship and he was holding on to <laughs> a leaf actually at the very end while you searched for what a good 10 15 minutes because you wanted both of them so bad (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah well i enjoyed them so it was good and we kept them you know they said i i was doing some research and you know fun fact they said that uh only about 10 percent make it all the way to you know butterfly butterfly hood butterfly Butterfly ship i don't know to to adulthood so that was, you know, kind of sad in a way, but yeah. there you go. So. Well, and
1: the fact that only 10% of them do make it, yeah, it's crazy to think about, especially when I was younger. They were everywhere. Exactly. And now they're just so sparse, and especially yeah, now sad. you think about 10%, that's a lot yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah so uh peacemakergear.com check them out we're enjoying them and i know i think our community is going to enjoy them you know we're gonna give I these out and get some feedback back and see what they think
1: well and they're already selling so, around here and they're already popular and, and they are we just love we want to hear what everybody
0: what they think yeah what yeah. everybody thinks so and, far the people that i've talked to that have used them with me has been like wow those are lot nicer than i thought they would be yeah you know their sturdiness
1: and their durability and
0: yeah and you know there is some other people out there doing silicone stuff some of it's good but a lot of it is just it honestly seems cheap to me Mm -hmm. so when we found peacemaker we're or at least i felt like it was a legit quality product and it has been so again peacemakergear.com so let's get right into the the winners so facebook uh, the blue set of PMGs, that was a Kazili and the Container and the Quickie. Uh, we're going to post the video of the actual drawing so people can see the drawing of this. But it's Chris McKinney. So, Chris McKinney, you're the winner of the blue set. That's our Facebook winner. And get us hold of us through uh, email, if you want, at organrooted at gmail.com. Yeah, or give us
1: your address. We yeah, to give us
0: your address so we, we can, can send that to you and or you can contact us through facebook since uh of course that's where you won Uh, so either way but get in contact with with your address so we can send that to you and congratulations chris you're our actual very first winner of anything yeah (laughs) yeah so thanks man we appreciate it and uh let's see so instagram the red set we had a red set that we put on the our instagram page and that one was the same set but just red and it's Spaz forty one ninety one is the winner there, and you know, I don't know. It' pretty easy. These aren't hard contests. So
1: get a hold of us there, and then you can also email us um, as we we told you where to get a hold yeah. of us at.
0: Yeah, so Spaz, give it get a hold <laughs> of, us of us. Excuse me at uh, organrooted at gmail Or again, you can contact us through Instagram or Facebook if you want. But you uh, get the red set. So congratulations there. And yeah, I, I won't give any last names, but the, I believe that's Sean. So shout out to Sean. I
1: think so. Yes.
0: Yeah. So there you go, Sean. Shout out, buddy. How you doing? Thank you, sir, for um, being involved. We appreciate it. And then the other one, uh, email. So that one is still up for grabs. Uh, that is just, we need more entries on that. So we're just going to extend it a week. Okay.
1: I, I also think that it's because, you know, we're, the emails are just getting out there and that's kind well, of snail mail anymore. Yeah. yeah. That's how people so, see it. But yeah. we have an email.
0: But yeah. So we'll extend that a week. If anybody wants to try for that one, all you got to do is just email us. and
1: Either one of us. Higher Peaks. Lady Sativa.
0: At Oregon Rooted.
1: Or just Organ No, Oregon no, Rooted. Oregon Rooted at, g- at g- g- don't Gmail. Don't confuse Sorry. <laughs> Easiest way is just
0: the Oregon Rooted at Gmail.com. So... Uh, but let us know we'll, we'll extend that a week to give everybody a chance um, it's a green set it's a really nice set and it's the I think same green's thing the
1: best it's organ yeah I
0: like yeah. it it's a good set so one more week on that uh, so moving on uh, we did want to do a couple quick shout outs one is to mad farmer he kicked us down gave us a little gift this week again I like that guy he's a good grower um, he's an outside grower a lot like you know we prefer to be because i like the outdoor grow it's natural
1: isn't mad farmer also who helped us with the girls
0: yeah 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 right so always good quality Shout out, out to of the girls yeah um and you know i i like indoor growing too because you can control the environment and you get a lot of control over it which makes things you can do different things right and make different things happen. But an out- outdoor grow is so natural, and it's just kind of what mother intended, mother nature intended. So, uh, but he kicked us down a blue dream. Uh, I think that was just a straight blue dream. Oh, blue dream times green crack, and then a black cherry times something. I forgot my note. He's always got these crosses. That's the great thing is there's always a, a mix. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then some LSD, some uh, Sour Diesel. Diesel. Yeah, not the. F- Hallucinogens, <laughs> darn it. But um so thank you, sir. We appreciate that. And then also too, we wanted to shout out to the people that we've picked up. We picked up a handful of people in Washington and Alaska.
1: And Canada.
0: And well, they call it District of Columbia. Is okay. that Canada? I my stat yeah. My stats say so? the DOC. Uh District of the Columbia. Beautiful
1: British Columbia. That's what I remember it was, yeah. wasn't it?
0: But so we shout out to all you guys. We appreciate you coming aboard. And it's a good time because we got a lot of uh, information that's, well, we're going to start doing some drop in science stuff. Like we're going to have a gentleman uh, from Kennevere Labs, Jason Wilson. He's going to provide us with some next level stuff. Okay. Stuff that we don't know about yet. So everybody that can has started to listen. This is a good time, and this should be starting next week. So look forward to it. Um, <clears throat> with that said, uh, we got the winners out. Um, why don't let's just go straight into news?
1: All right. Yeah. Good. So
0: why don't you start with the first article? We'll do the this week in Oregon, Canada. What you got?
1: I all right. I've got, got some good stories. Yes, we do. Um, we've got gunman kills three at legal cannabis farm in Oregon by Chuck Ludley.
0: Now, before you start, here's a deal. This one is interesting because they portray it as well. You said it right there. Legal cannabis farm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I have a side note. I won't digress now, but I'm going to add to that at the end. Go ahead.
1: All right what happened a gunman a gunman attacked a farm in Oregon yesterday killing three and injuring one other the farm contains a legal cannabis grow operation it also grows blueberries the details it
0: also grows blueberries <laughs> they throw has, that in there has to throw that in there <laughs>
1: <laughs> the 29 year old gunman
0: yeah what oh <laughs> sorry bona we have a hard time with this name so it's bonifacio Osagueta gonzalez
1: i'm just gonna call him gonzalez and
0: you can then do that i can read the other one yeah
1: all right Open fire yesterday morning around 11:20. by the time police arrived on the scene two men were dead two more people were rushed to a nearby hospital one man and one woman the woman died in the hospital and the man remains in critical condition After the shooting, Gonzalez took off in his car. Authorities quickly put out a description of the shooter and his vehicle. They eventually found him driving on Interstate 84, east of Portland. They apprehended him without any further complications or incidences. The attacker was charged with three counts of aggravated murder. He was also charged with one count of attempted aggravated murder as of now officials have no have not released the names of the victims they are also not sure exactly what the motivation for the attack may have been but so far they don't think the attack had anything to do with the cannabis operation
0: right right and you know they say that but i don't even know why they'd even have to bring it up go ahead i know
1: know. um Maybe they just have to throw that out there.
0: Well, this yeah, well, this comes from Green Rush Daily, so I mean, they're they're doing this, I think, because they want to bring out how, you know, it can affect, you know, crime mm-hmm. with legal stuff. So well, you,
1: absolutely, they want to throw the it it. <laughs> go ahead. It had nothing to do with it. <laughs> um, what this means for the cannabis industry? Oregon voters chose to legalize cannabis in two thousand fourteen. And since new laws went into effect in 2015, Oregonians are allowed to grow as many as four cannabis plants at their homes. Although authorities don't think yesterday's attack had anything to do with the cannabis growing at the farm. The tragedy, nonetheless, highlights some of the dangers that can sometimes plague the legal cannabis industry. Dispensaries and dispensary employees have so far faced this faced the sum of the biggest dangers those risks come in part from the continued threat of being raided by law enforcement but more pressing than that are possible risks arising from the way some dispensaries, most dispensaries are forced to handle their finances since the huge majority of banks don't want to do business with the cannabis companies its forces made it forces many dispensaries to operate as cash only businesses and this leaves many of them vulnerable. But growing, but a growing number of tech companies have started coming up with possible solutions to this problem.
0: So I don't know. When you read it, it's they say it had nothing to do with it. But at the end here, it says, you know, this is an example. Of, you know, keep cannabis is safe to grow, sell, access, and use. We want to make sure that's what's happening. Well, um. <clears throat> you know here's the interesting thing there was an article that came out that coincides with this this came out of the Mail Tribune and it was uh, a local Mail Tribune is local basically it's I mean it does statewide stuff but it comes out of Southern Oregon and it says three die in shooting suspect arrested so this is the exact same article the funny thing is is not one time in here do they mention cannabis (laughs) I'm not going to read this whole article. Any of the listeners can look it up. It's Tuesday, June 28th. It came out on page A4 of uh, the uh, Mail Tribune. And again, it's the article that says three dying shooting, suspect arrested. They go over it. They give you a lot more details than this one gave. But not once do they even ever mention cannabis. Right. At all. They didn't even say, oh, there was cannabis there. There was a cannabis farm. There was cannabis plants. There was a legal farm. Nothing. Was it just blueberries? They didn't even... Well, (laughs) they just say... They just basically say it's a farm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's... they, They call it a farm compound because it was like 12 buildings or something like that on there. Wow. But they didn't relate once that it even... That there was marijuana there, and that it had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, it's I have no opinion on it. I I just think it's funny that you take you know, and they're putting out there that there was a cannabis legal cannabis grow here on Green Rush, and you know, it had nothing to do with it. But let's keep it safe, which is cool. I get that point. Um, but then you take like a local, mm-hmm. a local uh, newspaper, and what they're writing about it, and they're not even saying anything. So. Right. There's your point of view, I guess. Um, go ahead. Did you have the next one there in front of you?
1: Um, the next one I have is from Civilized Cannabis Culture Elevated. Yeah. It's the cannabis edibles and concentrates boost the organ market.
0: Yeah. So this was a article that uh, I thought was pretty good. Um, you know, it'll tell you it'll tell you more about it here, of course. But uh, organ in general is just doing really dang good mm-hmm. with this whole i mean we're talking like
1: with this whole cannabis
0: question well, yeah starting well and they everything all they're getting a, a lot significant more revenue than they thought yes so I like i it, told you I earlier think we better have some good schools some good roads some good rights. law enforcement i don't care all of it anyway <laughs> go ahead
1: written by julia wright it says, since recreational cannabis shops in Oregon started selling edibles and concentrates earlier this month, some dispensaries are already seeing sales increase between 20 and 40 percent, according to local news outlets. For the first eight months of legal recreational cannabis in Oregon, dispensaries were only permitted to sell bud. Still, according to data from the state legislative revenue office, the state collected 15 million in revenue. This exceeded projections for the entire year by 13 million okay. between January and May alone.
0: Okay. See, there you go. They projected two million dollars. We, they, we, the whole state has crushed that by 13 million. I mean, come on, this is not just a, a small increase.
1: No, not at all. Not and, small. <laughs> and I do. I,
0: I think it's funny. You know, go Oregon. I'm, I'm proud that we're raising these taxes. Yes. I mean, I really yes. am. And. It's great to see that we're just crushing it. Like, not that I want, you know, the to be spending all our money in taxes, yes. but I think it's great that we are showing that this is a very large part of the economy here.
1: And I gotta say, I have noticed that taxes aren't scaring people
0: away. Not in this industry. It's I haven't heard really
1: not. Just <sighs> think about it. Do you go to Ashland? I'm sorry, but do you go to Ashland and buy food? Most of the time, I drive the extra little bit of miles to come back to get food in any shape, way, or form. Like if I want to eat lunch in Ashland, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to enjoy those taxes. If it comes to recreational marijuana, I will pay for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's just a different. You're right. I guess what I, I see what you're saying. What yes. you're saying is that people have no problems paying taxes for cannabis, but other industries or other sectors might have complaints whether it be a sales tax yes. or something like that and
1: in ashland just like i'm saying just, i'm not it just used happens to it because i love living. ashland yes i love ashland Kay. but it's my occasional you know let's go out to dinner and treat ourselves type yeah, thing rather sure. than let's go eat lunch at, at subway there. absolutely because i'm not going to pay the tax for that when i can drive a little bit of ways to come back and not pay the tax nothing against ashland whatsoever awesome that you got that power
0: yeah <laughs> yeah no it's great yeah great restaurants so. yes absolutely go ahead there
1: all right The market opened up even wider June 2nd when edibles, concentrates, and topicals became available for legal sale in Oregon. While concentrates seem to be primarily responsible for the growth in sales since then, edibles are expected to catch up. Currently, unlike medical edibles, recreational edibles can't contain more than 15 mg of THC per serving, a rule which, according to some bud tenders, prompts many customers to choose more potent delivery methods
0: which is exactly what i said on our last cast is that hey you know buy that gram because these 15 milligrams it's uh right
1: exactly um as jennifer morris a bud tender at 420 club told local news station kezi people aren't too stoked on the edible rules but i'm hoping that they're working on those while the lightweight edibles might not be a massive revenue generator and the generator in the legal rec market yet they beat the alternative: people eating too much and freaking out, which yeah. it did.
0: Well, and that's what I—I I think that's what my conclusion was. Is I guess edibles you can get too too far behind in, and it can be an issue. And uh, you know the concentrates you won't—you'll be back to earth right. here in a few minutes.
1: Right. And if the first eight months are any indication. Sales of cannabis products will contain strong regar- strong, regardless of the strength of the medicated goodies.
0: Okay, so that's a good example of, you know, just how much revenue we are bringing in, which brings me to this next article I wanted to really share. This is another good one. Um, it says, state will shed light on pot as cash crop. And this just follows right along with this last article. I mean, $13 million here just in... Concentrate medical area, right, which is limited uh, and taxed heavily. But listen to this. This is crazy. Uh, Sales and tax figures collected by state agencies may finally solve one of Oregon's long-running farm crop questions. Whether marijuana is indeed the state's most valuable crop, as cannabis advocates have maintained... I mean, shoot, we used to say this back when it was all black market. You know, hey, this is still, right now, black market, this is Oregon's biggest cash crop. Mm-hmm. So they've been saying this for years. Uh, or at least people in the industry, whether it was black market or not. In the underground. Yeah. So tight controls and reporting requirements by the Oregon Department of Revenue and Oregon Liquor Control Commission should result in accurate information about pot, said Bruce Pokerny. Spokesman for the State Department of Agriculture. The department compiles an annual list of the state's most valuable crops. The temporary sale of recreational marijuana by medical marijuana dispensaries became legal in Oregon last October, of course. Dispensaries charge a 25% tax on those sales. So that's a hefty tax. Mm -hmm. uh, Not including anything that a city might impose. Yeah, like exactly. 3%. I think Brookings maybe tries to do that and Phoenix.
1: I know Phoenix does.
0: For yeah. Sure. When licensed recreational retailers begin operating in January, the state tax will be 17%. Now, when I read this the first time, that confused me. I don't know if that means it's going down. Is that is that because they overestimated so much or am I reading that wrong? <laughs> it, it basically just says uh, the state tax will be 17%. After retailers, you know, they become licensed recreational retailers. I don't know. I guess it's going down. Mm -hmm. That'll be nice, though. Yeah. Yeah. As of May 30th, the state had collected 14.9 million in marijuana sales tax. That's the 15 million that we just read in the article, right? Yeah. The information, however, poses another head-scratcher. Most agricultural statistics published by the Ag Department come from the USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service, or... We'll call it NAS. Okay, <laughs> although it's now legal in several t- states, the feds still classify marijuana as an illegal drug, of course. Um, so they don't, basically, they don't want to, well, they can't publish these stats. Yeah, exactly. Nationally, yes. federally, in where we're going to find them, because yeah. it's
1: still illegal. But you can still find them.
0: Well, that's the thing. So here's the deal. There's still, I guess, I don't know. Let's see. So for the same reason, people can't use water from federal products to, projects to irrigate marijuana he said and such things as natural resources conservation service programs can't be applied to pot crops so those are other examples of federal programs that can't be applied Mm -hmm. Pokerney of oda joked uh the department might have to put an asterisk beside the pot crop value in its annual report here we go we will have sales numbers but i don't know how we would report it so it sounds like they want to they just haven't really got away i guess uh, Oregon crop stats from 2014 list cattle and calves as the state's top ag product at 9 922 million. Greenhouse and nursery plants were second at 829 million and hay was third at 703 million. Hmm. So um so Seth Crawford an Oregon State University sociology professor so I mean he's a professional mm-hmm. in his statistical area. Exactly. Uh, he teaches a pot policy class, which I think is great. So OSU has a, a pot policy class estimated in 2015 that Oregon's marijuana crop had an annual value approaching $1 billion. Jeez. So even if you're off a little bit, off 20%, which is right. not a little bit, right. it's a <laughs> lot of dang money.
1: Exactly.
0: So if, if it is what we all really know it is it's not only the, the largest cash crop for us but it is by leaps and bounds so mm-hmm. and that's what we're seeing out of just this 15 million that came in medic you know metabols and concentrates exactly so uh yeah you got anything else over there those were a couple of good stories. Yes, um, they
1: were. Um, I've got one more for you. And yeah. then just one that you and is I were going to... Is this gonna... an
0: entertainment one that we had found? Kind of a little...
1: Um, This is the Can You Fail a Drug Test from Secondhand Marijuana yeah. Smoke. And
0: this caught both of our attentions. We have not even looked at this article yet. But there's always this... I don't know. Ever since I can remember. Everybody's like, you know, you can get high of secondhand smoke and... Anyway.
1: When you were hot boxing, I think yeah. it ruined,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> ruined my drug test. Yeah, I can't no, be... No, you probably hit it.
0: I can't be in the same room as you guys because I take a drug test tomorrow. All right. <laughs> so let's find out what it says. I'm I sure everybody's heard it.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. Sitting in a confined space like a car or walk-in closet and smoking tons of weed can be an excellent way to get super high. I, I would vouch for this. Yeah. Completely. Um. <laughs> It might also seem like a great way to sneak some cannabis into your system if you're quitting for a while because you'll be drug tested. But will sitting in a space like this, even if you don't smoke anything, cause you to fail a drug test from secondhand marijuana smoke? Many a debate has been started about contact highs. How high can you get from sitting in a fishbowl or hot boxed room? Will you fail a drug test? The studies. According to a study conducted at John Hopkins University, you can definitely fail a drug test at least for a day. For the study, re- for this study, researchers spent time specifically designing a room of plexiglass.
0: P- plexiglass. We we wouldn't want glass. Cause nope. Nope. <laughs> we wouldn't want to get too high. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the room was about ten in what ten by thirteen. Yeah. And contained a. Spe- uh, specially designed adjustable ventilation system <laughs> i like that this allowed the researchers to study the effects of different levels of smoke in the room they didn't want to get too high anyways okay, okay.
0: well and i want to know what kind of levels they i mean what, right can you tell me can you give me a scale <laughs>
1: right seven people ages 18 to 45 who smoked cannabis but tested negative for other drug for other drugs including alcohol were recruited Non-smokers who also tested negative for other drugs were also subjected to secondhand smoke. Six non-smokers and six smokers were both placed on a table in this confined space filled with secondhand cannabis smoke.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Participants were
1: were given jumpsuits, booties, and goggles, because that's how I smoke my weed, (laughs) (laughs) to keep their clothing clean and smoke smoke from affecting their eyes. Imagine that sight. The sets of the. Se- what are sorry. the booties for, though? I mean, sorry, it's really hard for me not, is- me not to be serious with this. Okay, the session lasted an hour. Researchers ran multiple sessions with different levels of ventilation in the room. The results: after these pr- uh, procedures, non-smokers would show symptoms of memory and cognition impairment just from being in an enclosed space where cannabis was smoked. <laughs> Smokers with a heavier tolerance <laughs> would show fewer of these effects.
0: Oh, this is good. Of, of course.
1: Yeah. Um, people are usually exposed to secondhand cannabis smoke at some point in their life. The scenario in this, this, or the scenario in this study was an extreme instance. It would be possible for non-smokers to test positive after a drug test, although it was less likely. Smokers, on the other hand, would. This study was conducted in 2015. These findings are significant. The last time a comprehensive study of cannabis exposure was conducted was in the 1980s. <laughs> Since then, cannabis po- potency has nearly tripled, meaning its effects have as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you know, honestly, as it gets more potent, I mean, you, it's going to be more likely to get you high in the air. I mean right it's you know i mean that's just, exactly this is logic so yeah
1: in the 1980s there were not so many there were not so many different crossbred potent strains and the push for legalization was not in full effect yet the cannabis that was smoked was entirely different when these tests were done this research conducted in may of 2015 at john hopkins university is the first in-depth an- analysis of the topic in a long time Additionally the study done in the 1980s did not look at whether or not smoker no, what whether or not non-smokers reported effects from cannabis exposure on the contrary this study examined the effects that cannabis had on non-smokers behavior the study noted mild intoxication as well as mild impairment of cognitive performance
0: how come they didn't put improved Improved emotional response or something.
1: Right, right. Come on. Give it some sort of... They enjoyed the music. Right, right. Give it some sort of enjoyment at all. But, okay. This study is also the first to look at the quality of the ventilation in a a room full of secondhand Uh, smoke.
0: This will be good for the cannabis clubs that we won't have for a while. Right.
1: In (laughs) other words, it's covering both bases. They were testing two things at once. (laughs) Yeah. So, if you hotbox... So if you hotbox a car or are sitting in a room with others smoking weed, and you're trying to pass a drug test, you may not at least for a day. Nice to know.
0: Yeah. So it's in folks. Uh, first of all, if you, what we've learned is if, uh, especially with the strong, potent cross strains we have today, uh, you can not only get impaired, but you pr- may, may not pass a drug test the next day. That's it. Right. But, but it does say if you're a smoker that you're not going to pass a drug test the next day. It said that too. Yeah, it did say that. But <laughs> anyway. If
1: you have quit smoking for a while, no. You still probably won't. But
0: it's in. So it's in. You yep. can get impaired with today's strong cannabis. Yes. And you can potentially not pass a test. So people, look...
1: But come on, if you're out partying the day before, you're gonna you're gonna go take a drug test, like
0: you weren't thinking to begin with.
1: Okay, first of all, in order to be in a room that full of smoke, you have to be at a party of some sort. Yeah, because that's a lot of smoke. Yeah, (laughs) and so if you think you're gonna get impaired from just hanging out next to a friend that's smoking a bowl, I'm pretty sure you're okay.
0: Well, yeah, I mean... It, Unless they're I mean, blowing it directly were, in your face. These were in a controlled, smoky... I mean, the only thing I could think of that would be controlled for that would be sitting in your car.
1: Yes. If you're sitting next to your friend in your car and the windows are rolled up, I would probably not go take a drug test the next day.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if you're sitting on the porch or something, or even in a big room, I wouldn't imagine. I don't know. It depends. Yeah, it, it depends, just depends on your situation, on the, I suppose. How many things you're smoking <laughs> on, I guess. So, um... Basically, as far as, uh, I don't know, the informational part, I just wanted to, you know, we've talked about uh, medibles and concentrates um, and, you know, how, you know, with the wreck, it's medibles are limited and maybe just pick concentrates. But I, I just wanted to go over real quick on this episode about concentrates and, you know, the different kinds of concentrates because
1: mm-hmm. there's a lot. There is,
0: and I mean, just because you know, and you know, if I'm if a bud tender's listening right now, you know, you guys are already going to know this stuff. <laughs> um, this is more for like the rec users or people that are just haven't experienced all the concentrates yet. So
1: somewhat dab rookies. How about well, not that? even
0: rookies. You know, you can go in and and try wax and stuff and still there's so many things to try that it takes some cash. That's why I said somewhat
1: yeah. dab rookies. <laughs> so I thought I would
0: just go over quickly, you know, the different kinds. I'm not going to go into science about all this stuff. That's a whole episode.
1: Yeah, that's a uh, lot.
0: <laughs> but until, you know, we start dropping some science next week with Kenavir and such and start bringing on some people I, I thought, you know, we would just do some moderate concentrate 101 today all right so add anything you want on this and and fill in where I forget I don't have a list on this this is just from you know what's in my head okay. so for uh so basically I'll start out with BHO and then basic from there you've got HHO isn't
1: that the one that's like styrofoam
0: BHO is butane honey oil so yes. it's it's essentially you know your your uh, butane extracted concentrates you have HHO, which is which is a hexane honey oil. So it's your and hexane is that the one that's extra. almost
1: like which is the one that's almost like styrofoam. Like you feel like you could crumble it if yeah. you touch it. So
0: then you got well, and so remember we you got CO two. Okay. And then you've got the propane, which I think is the one you're talking about. It's definitely kind of a dry
1: I know that we saw it with uh I think it was Lunchbox when we got our yeah, last stuff. The PHOs. Yes. Yeah. And I just that's what it looks like to me. And it looks like yeah. it goes up pretty Quickly.
0: Well, what happens is you just—it looks like there's more there, but you know it does go up quicker because it's fluffier. It's just lighter. There's no, you know, whereas you get like a heavier shatter or a wax. You're—it's going to look like it's a little bit less because it's you know there's less. Yeah, and there's it's it's essentially even concentrated more. Not I want to say concentrated more. It's just a different form. Yes, and I think that part of, of picking a concentrate is picking how or knowing how you're going to smoke it.
1: Mm-hmm. If you're going to
0: put it in a pin. if you're going to put it in a rig, if you're going to put it in like use a nectar collector, uh, there's a lot of ways to do it and so you want to know what way that's going to be because exactly. having having a PHO that's, you know, dry and crumbly might not be good for you know a rig, you know. Yeah. Rigs yeah. are really nice if you have a dabable so to speak or what I should say is you want to be able to take a waxy or...
1: Like shatter.
0: A, or a, a shatter that can be a little, not quite rock hard, but yes. just... not like let's go solid. put it in the freezer. Yeah, and- it's easy to dab that stuff. It's just easy to do. It's easy to put on your tool and then put it to the top of that rig and, and yes. vaporize it. The nectar collectors, you know, it's a different thing. Again, you know, there are like the butters, the crumbles. Um, of course, all the waxes and shatters work great with it, but... Since you're using a little dish with a nectar collector, which is essentially like a straw with mm-hmm. water in it that won't spill, okay.
1: Which is the wand? That yeah, we have.
0: Uh, it's yeah. So, uh, and then pins. You know, you want to make sure if you got something like the Pho probably wouldn't work in a pin unless you melted it down and made sure it was in there. Anyway, I guess what I'm saying the is, know how the, you're going to smoke is,
1: it. Is is the Pho the the airy stuff?
0: It can be. Yeah. You know.
1: No. I, I disagree with that one just because it goes up just as quick in a pen, too. Does it? It does. It's yeah. like you get two really good hits. It seems like and a then crumble then is that after, way, too. Yeah. After that, basically, it's, you know, you're just hitting it to get what the residue on the outside yeah. is. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's all you're doing because it, it does. It's instant. So it, yeah. you got two really good hits. You better enjoy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be strong, like that CO2 we had yeah which is okay co2 extraction is just that it's extraction using co2 um those guys are closed loop i believe but uh that again that stuff was strange too it was real dry it was hard it kind of crumbled when you were to touch it potent as hell which i've heard co2 is or mostly can be is pretty potent but it didn't have a lot of flavor didn't have the terpenes which here let me just note right now BHO is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Butane is my favorite. I think that you get, you know, the terpenes, the flavors yes, when people I think do it, right? Better the quality. Right. Mm-hmm. Some of these extract companies, you know, Dab Society and stuff, their their BHOs are great. Mm-hmm. And lots of flavor and good quality. You know, they've mastered it. So I've heard some people on the hexane. I don't know. I I can't tell you. I'm not knowledgeable on it but i've heard that it's dirtier than butane i don't know there's Mm -hmm. more residuals in it that's what i've heard i I don't quote me on this i thought i thought originally it it was less residuals but who knows
1: what was the stuff that listeners could correct me on that one what was the stuff that casey showed us out at tlc the other day um that was in the long glass tube? i was going to get to that so then there's yeah so
0: you've (laughs) got and let's just because we're just going back and forth on everything. You got BHO, PHO, the HHO. We yes. talked about that. You have got CO2 extraction. Yes. Okay. These are all concentrates. Some are powdery, some are buttery, some are crumbly, some are waxy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then and then you got your shatters. The shatters tend to be like candy. They're just rock hard. Uh, Casey, like you said from Talent Health Club, um, showed us some serious extracts. That was they've been around for a few years. And they do a, just like the ultimate shatter where it's a, and again, I don't know all the details, but how I understand it is it is a shatter. So they, they, uh, you know, extract it with a, I guess, butane, I Mm -hmm. imagine, but they wash it with a organic cane alcohol. So, but it washes away, the which is smell, like an
1: smell ab- is what Casey was saying. It well, almost washes away the smell of well, it. Well,
0: here, so basically, what you're doing is you're you're literally, yeah, you're kind of they call it absolute shatter, like back in the day when you do it with absolute. And
1: I was gonna say absolute vodka.
0: Well, I think they actually used, um, I think they had use, um, like Everclear and stuff, but, but maybe it was absolute but they would use it and they would do a process it was like an alcohol wash that would get uh, a lot of other it would you know um, concentrate it down even more Mm -hmm. and yeah you end up apparently getting rid of some of the terpenes and or a lot of the terpenes and a lot of the other byproduct that's in there but you end up with a really pure um, without going fractional distillation you get a real pure form of it which comes out just hard of course and it's nice potent the the percentages were nice like high 80s mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the it was young 90s
1: yeah it was it was cool which was looking. why it, it got very it wasn't blonde it was kind of gold it was a little bit it was a little bit darker it was darker than stuff yeah. it was a little cheaper and yeah. it was lighter stuff that but was, it had no smell which usually when it comes to well, stuff it's like shatter that. yeah i know i mean you I know, know.
0: shatters that way and when you get a real pure shatter like that with that that alcohol wash it
1: I suppose it's interesting looking because of the fact that it was in like a stick form.
0: Yeah. But again, and so here's the deal. Like you're kind of pointing out my favorites, the butane, because you get all the flavor and the terpenes and the profile yes. of the <laughs> flower. If you do it right, you get a lot of the profile mm-hmm. and just the other forms. You don't get as much or it's different or whatever. Right. And they might be healthier options. I don't know. Here's my feeling on the butane. You know, I told you this, I think on an episode, episode one or two, where you get a lot more butane, just, just lighten a lighter on a pipe than you do out of a residual. Yes, so, yes. and USDA lets you get a lot more. Even <laughs> they let you get a ton in your food. If you want You can douse that stuff, but that's uh, flavor. Yeah. And so moving on, you've got your classics like keef, which is just the trichomes have been harvested. If you will, off the flower, there's different methods to that, but you essentially get the crystals, uh, that grow on the flower where Mm -hmm. all the THC and CBDs are stored, all that you essentially collect those. You do still still have some plant material in there. You can sift it finer screened Mm -hmm. and and get less plant material. But that's the keef or dry sift. You know, I think dry sift is even, you know, is is sifted down better. Uh, And then keef, as you know, can be pressed into hash. Mm -hmm. And hash people, you know, I think true hash from, Especially back in the day, it was aged properly. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they age hash anymore. <laughs> hmm. They probably do. A lot of it's green though. So,
1: to be honest with you, I, I I'm not sure about. Aging. There's still good hash out there, yeah. you know.
0: But I, I believe hash. I'm is not i I'm not a
1: huge I I'm not no educated on. And that. then
0: yeah, and then mm-hmm. one of my favorites is live resin. Live mm-hmm. resin is where they take so most of your concentrates come from plant that's been cut. Cured, dried, dried—I should say—then cured, mm-hmm. and then ran, and uh, but live resin, uh, you run as a fresh green plant. So you take your fresh green plant, you freeze it, mm-hmm. and then you run that li- that fresh, I guess, live, if you will, um, plant, and you get a lot of profile out of that, a lot of terpene profile and flavor and good stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Looks good. Ooh, it's real nice. But from what I understand is you just, your runs aren't quite as efficient. You don't get quite as much, I guess.
1: Well, those videos i hey. that's a lot. Yeah. They have to have tubs. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. So what am I missing? What We've talked about the different solvents <laughs> that they use. We've talked about live resin. Of oh, rosin. There's rosin.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, rosin is... Uh, <laughs> Let me let me break it down simple. If you take a bud, like a gram of Uh cannabis, and then you take some parchment paper, and you take like a flattener, a hair flattener, and you press, hand press that fairly hard, you know, around you know 400 degrees or something like that, maybe a little higher, hotter, you can squeeze out the essential oils, right, and Mm -hmm. get yourself basically a dab out of it, or more. I mean, they have full on professional presses that I mean mm-hmm. press it proper and you squeeze out all that goodness and I guess it's pretty tasty and we've had it one time before um I you know to be honest it was just once so I can't yeah. recall yeah but uh and but I, I don't remember you can it make either. yeah you can make your own rosin it's solvent free so you're not going to bring your house down in terms of like blowing it up I did want you to might try burn to your hand
1: it. try and do it the other day I don't think my hair straightener got hot enough
0: no no well and that's the other thing too is you can try it you can either do it with actual cannabis material like the the flower but I've heard you can also use keef so you can take that keef we talked about and uh-huh. um, press that as well so now I think that is close I mean there's a lot more stuff I'm sure yeah but uh, yeah. I hit all the basics you think
1: yeah I think so
0: um, so that's kind of a quick one oh one on on the concentrates. Uh, your bud tenders out there, though, can walk you through more of that.
1: Especially if they're well-educated. Ed- like, those are the ones to really go and talk to. Sure.
0: And there are some out there. The
1: ones that try their stuff, too. That's yeah. just like, oh, I can tell you, I've tried that one. If they come up and be like, I haven't tried that one or that one, to be honest with you, but these ones... I would take their advice. Well, sure. They know what they're talking about.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, honesty is good. And like we talked about before, you know, there's some ethics involved there where you want to find a bud tender that you can trust. Yes. And you know, that's, I understand that they have products to sell. I do understand that. But you're, they're also, at least in my point of view, because I am a medical user, I, You know, they are prescribing medicine, Mm -hmm. even as a rec user. Like I said, they're essentially prescribing something that can help them if they have anything that they want helped with, you know, or the fact that just people. Oh, well, you're smoking weed to get high. Yeah. I mean, it makes you feel better. It doesn't make you feel worse. So, right. I mean, that in and of itself is a medicinal value. If it's regulating your mood, whether that's anti-anxiety or just general happiness, yes, but that is a medicine.
1: That is exactly why you always talk to somebody that's knowledgeable. Because if yeah. you are well, somebody that has anxiety and you go out and you get something that is an upper... It could go bad.
0: Oh, good point. Good point. Yes. So you go out, you don't, you don't want, you don't want that paranoia. Exactly. So okay. because c- That can happen that on certain, certain, strain. certain <laughs> strains. There are certain strains even to this day that they don't get me paranoid to where I'm freaked out, no, but they no. give me that sense again where I'm like, oh wow. Yeah. I, if
1: you're like constantly yeah, checking over your yeah, shoulder, like I uh, mean, yeah, and you, smoky and if Friday. you're susceptible
0: to that, you don't want strains like that or, no. or sativas. There's some sativas that are not going to help you get to bed. Right. If you're trying to get to bed, a good bud tender will definitely get you a strain that's going to put you to bed.
1: If you have depression, you should get something that's an upper, that's going to make you laugh, make you, you know, it it, it makes you more social too. Some of them, they have ones that make you more talkative.
0: Sure. And keep in mind that we're talking unlimited amounts of combinations of terpenes and every combination is going to be, yeah, every combination is going to affect you differently. And also, each individual person is going to be affected differently. So, even if you're taking recommendation from your bud tender, just remember that you know for you, it's going to be maybe it's probably going to be what they you know explain. But yes, exactly. Because everything could, that's it going on, it could affect on. you differently. So. Keep in mind that, yeah, you're on a search for your own strains as well. Yes. Everything what, that's
1: going on in your body could yeah. not be happening in somebody else's. So. Right.
0: What your favorite's not going to be someone else's yes, favorite. Yes,
1: exactly. The, which is why there's so many strains yeah, available. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which, by the way, talking about concentrates, let me give a shout out to freaking Dab Society again. We got some Mr. Nice per Casey's recommendation. Thank you, sir.
1: Yes, yes. That was very tasty. Um, It... In fact, we barely, we almost didn't open it. We almost just decided to, yeah, we'll take that. We'll try it out. We'll see what it is because we've never been dissatisfied with Deaf Society. No, and it
0: was my only concern at the time was it was a high 60s. And it's not that I'm opposed to high 60s. I just don't like spending a lot on high 60s. And it wasn't. It was 35. Now you can get some high 60s for 30. Mm-hmm. I don't mind paying thirty five for Dab Society.
1: No, no, especially I, I can yeah. I'm
0: I'm sure I'm sure of what I'm going to be smoking. Positive. Yes. I, don't, I would rather spend thirty five and be sure than spend thirty around your normal price for high sixties uh and just not be sure what you know, is it gonna be good, is it gonna be bad? Uh, I don't right. know. Now don't get me wrong, I've tried some Stash Brothers and stuff that's really good as well in the high sixties. But we, this was we impressive. Were,
1: we were on the edge of lunchbox, uh what was that? The Gorilla Glue?
0: It could have been. Yeah, it was the Gorilla but Glue. But it
1: was fruity smelling. And That's it because it was the PHO. Gl- yes, but yeah. it smelled very good. But we were on the fence of that one, and then he pulled out the Mr. Nice right at the last yeah. minute,
0: and we're like, oh, we must. <laughs> so good job, Dab Society. <laughs> we're not going to say anything and more. And thank you, We casing. don't want to fill your head. <laughs> but it was good stuff.
1: We want you to be able to walk through doors. <laughs>
0: okay, so I won't talk anymore about that. I, I didn't want to get too runoff on that. But there you go. If you have any questions though, let us know. You know the email. Um, let me just finish up. I mean, we're down to like fifty minutes, so all right. It's a pretty short show this time.
1: Yeah, we need to uh talk about THC's thing on the thirteenth oh. or on the third, sorry.
0: Yeah, let's just do that now. Let's okay. just throw it in. So yeah. we're just activities we're on going on in the area. There's gonna be some stuff going on, you know, up north, big stuff like Oregon State Fair. Type stuff, and we will announce those as we get a little closer to them. But right now, locally, I think basically what's going on, we got some July four stuff. So yeah, Talent Health Club, they have a July third summer kickoff, uh, twelve to six p.m. That's uh, it's a benefit for the Maslow Project. So basically, it's a free party, right? With food trucks, live music. Giveaways, some deals, some games, best cannabis in Southern Oregon.
1: I think they said that they were partnering up with their neighbors, which was that uh, Rogue. Yeah, I I don't Rogue. remember, but it's a neat shop going in there. Well, it's
0: uh yeah, it's for you for, know they sell dirt and yeah, organ- for, gro- for growing. Yeah, for growing, yeah. And, and they sell good stuff. Like, but it's neat, and they're just yeah. I,
1: I if of course it's it's and, gonna a- anything out, you need gonna be there. for gardening.
0: Yeah, and we'll be there for this kickoff, so we'll check them out, talk mm-hmm. to them, see what they think, see Absolutely. if we can bring them on the show.
1: I'll have to come in after, a, l- a little bit later, but...
0: says uh, there's going to be some bomb food music, like I said, good deals, freebies. Uh, it looks like uh, Curbside King is going to be there, the Rogue Chef, um... And then uh, Jaybird Farms, OG Analytical, Hushkana, Hermetic Genetics, and Stash Bros. I'd like Ooh, to talk to them. you'll both get to them.
1: talk to Hermetic Genetics. Yeah, that'd be great. Yes, we also get to talk to them at the next Women Grow thing. She's actually eager to talk to us.
0: Yeah, and, you know, we'll have something for the listeners. Absolutely. Get them down somewhere on the phone or something. hmm And then, just for details on that, they also, it's like Jaybird has some $5 grams Limit two grams per person. Hell yeah, otherwise it won't be enough to go around. <laughs> $5 a gram.
1: They got to limit you, you kidding me?
0: Oh my gosh, it says uh, King Louis the- OG, better than your OG, <laughs> 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 and Girl Scout Cookies. So and
1: everybody. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I want some $5 grams. I've been happy with Girl Scout Cookie.
0: Yes, my um, And then $10 cartridges from Hushcanna, which... That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, it is. Usually that's like 40 bucks. Type thing. Well,
1: cart, yeah, cartridges. Are-
0: and then, mistake. yeah, and then fifteen dollars extracts from Stash Brothers, and that's solid.
1: Oh, 15 yeah, you better get your
0: butt out there. So that's OG <laughs> Kush, chocolate cookies, and New York City Diesel. So, man, that's some good stuff. And then fifty percent off select seed packs from Hermetic Genetics.
1: And you get to hang out with the guys out there. That's
0: fun. You gonna hook me up, Hermetic? I want some fifty percent off select seed packs. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's not kidding.
0: Yeah. No, I'm not, actually. So,
1: Well, and like I said, you get to hang out with the cool people at THC, and they seemed pretty cool the one time we went into the other place.
0: They did. Like yeah. Like I said, I'm going to talk to them there. Yeah. But THC is a good place to go. We like it. And all the bud tenders are good there. Yeah. You know, I've sent family in there, and I've sent friends, so and they've all had good times. So, yeah, come out.
1: Absolutely. Please do.
0: So, and we'll just wrap up real quick with the grow, the organ rooted grow. Uh, What's going on there? Uh, You know, it's simple when you use mother nature. (laughs) It really is.
1: Right. (laughs) I mean, trying to
0: control the environment adds a lot of factors, a lot of variables, and mother nature does a lot of that for you. Don't get me wrong. Pests are a problem because inside, if you can get a sealed room, you don't really have to worry about that so much unless you bring them in but
1: i i don't vouch for that one because um we're inside and we still have pests
0: (laughs) we have spiders but see spiders are good spiders are good for plants
1: not if they're crawling on you they're little devils
0: (laughs) so all i've really had to do is just keep my ipm up when i say ipm i don't mean just spraying them i mean keep the dirt Kept them the dirt around them real nice, the mulch nice, the the leaves cut properly. I don't mean cut off all your, your leaves, uh, just keep your um, give them a trim. Well, just keep your bottom branches like we've talked about standard stuff, D-lar for the bottom, dot the bottom 20 30%. Keep that on top of it though, because again, any growth that goes to that bottom garbage is going to be growth right. that doesn't go somewhere else. Period. Just saying,
1: like your haircut. The only way to make your hair grow is to get it trimmed. Just <laughs> to keep my
0: beard trimmed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, just doing that and doing the basics on the. So, and that's part of IPM. Bugs like to hang out at the bottom of the plant, they like to hang around all that dead crap and just get it all out of there. I do leave leaves on that are yellowing. What you're seeing there is just like a nitrogen crazy. Yeah, well, but it's a nitrogen deficiency, and it's just those are nutrients that are mobile. Meaning, basically, if the plant is lacking some nitrogen, then it's going to pull from its leaves, lower leaves, and use that. Now, yeah. granted, all you growers out there go, "Oh, ha ha, nitrogen deficiency, ha ha ha." Well, yeah, okay. So sometimes I'm not immune to it. It's already been corrected. Okay. Nobody
1: is perfect. But when it
0: happens, a couple of the leaves, that ha- it happens to everybody, whatever. And I
1: think that's only one of the plants. My though.
0: plants are dark green. They look good.
1: Only one of them has that yellowing leaves, though. Yeah. Only one. Well, each plant takes
0: different nutrients. I've got four different plants going. So, you know, it's whatever. You want to try it out? <laughs> yeah. So, but that's okay. Here's here's my point. That's okay. Nitrogen's okay. That's an easy fix. But... Once you yellow those leaves a little bit, they're not going to go back to green. Yeah. But if they're not completely yellow, they're also not useless. They're still converting energy for you. And so my my thing is I just leave them on to, to a certain extent. Once they're they're mostly yellow, they go.
1: I just try to not look at them.
0: Well, but just because they're <laughs> slightly yellow doesn't mean you need to pull them.
1: I know, which is why I've trained myself to leave them alone.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so as long as they're providing energy, you don't want to take away from that. You want mm-hmm. to keep those. I like to think of them as just big solar panels. You know, just simple, big solar panels. Mm. So even if they're less efficient at this point with this plant, if they're still working, I want to keep them on there until they're not really working enough and then get rid of them at that point.
1: Good to know that everything around us is... Just don't and-
0: expect them to get green again. <laughs> Any deficiency, once it happens, you're not going to see those leaves correct. You're just going to have to deal with it until the new growth. And that's what you want to do. Again, I know this is basic stuff, but you just want to watch that new growth. So... hmm you don't see that deficiency coming out yeah. in the new growth. But I'm not, you know, everything is dark green. They still um, look really pretty though. Yeah. And so the IPM, um, the IPM, uh, keeping all that stuff clean. I did use spinosad this week. Um, that's my favorite cause it's so mild. I have told you this s- smells like dirt. <laughs> it's okay.
1: Or patchouli. Whatever, Jack's dead bug. Whatever you want to say it smells like.
0: Yeah. And it's affordable and it works good. It really does. Um, Actually caught the tomatoes a couple times on those, um, and then uh, the only thing I can really say at this point is we got some stuff coming up. We really want to transplant. I think soon by this weekend. I think they need July Fourth is a really we shouldn't go too much longer. Yeah. So got to transplant into the thirty-five gals. Got to get that done. Got to get it done.
1: Yeah, those things are huge.
0: Yeah. So ocean forest and half cocoa we don't need 35 gallons of wet dirt it's just i don't i'm not gone you know away from the garden long enough to have to have
1: the most is a weekend
0: yeah so and then i've already got you know people checking so it's not it's not an issue i don't need
1: we've got babysitters
0: and it's so easy to get stupid things like fungus gnats and bs from too much wetness which is why we Um, removed the cocoa yeah and when you when you're not worried about growing uh eight nine ten foot trees you don't need to have a 100 gallons yeah you just don't so um but also greenhouse you know we got to get that finished so that the walls you know hot summers coming up so i want to get that up get the walls covered get the the shade cover going because once it gets hot i want to be able to have that on there and Mm -hmm. not have no heat that's really it.
1: So. Then it's, it's already getting hot around here. I feel sorry for the girls out there. They're getting a nicer tan than I get.
0: Yeah, well, and it's just the hotter it gets, the the growth is going to get slower. Yeah. So I want a little bit of shade when we get into the hundred degree days. Not the nine. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about the nineties, but hundred degree days are just not killers. Yeah. No one's happy. So. Well, I hope uh, you enjoyed this episode. We we got the winners. We we're gonna look for those emails or that that, um, and yeah, starting next week we should have some good guests gonna be on. Absolutely, we're gonna dropping start some science, up. some some next level info for you guys. So we appreciate the people there that we have out there. We appreciate the new states and freaking Canada coming on. Welcome on board hallelujah. And yeah, so we appreciate it. We will see you next week.
1: See you next week.